bones. Our boots tread upon them, bleached white, crunching against the red desert as the dust storm swirled around us. It's gotta be close, Neil shouted. The blow had come from the south, from land once green. Now the fine grit of all things the blight had dissolved, mixed with the weathered earth where a cartographer's line had once marked the border between Wyoming and Utah. Keep moving! I shouted back, my raised voice seeming swallowed by the screaming wind. A hand grabbed my pack from behind, and an instant later Burke's face was next to mine, his cotton-dry mouth screaming out at me. Where is Elaine? I don't know! He jerked me to a stop. She was right next to you! I pulled my pack from his grip and kept moving, forcing him to keep pace. We can't stop! I told him. Twenty minutes ago we'd been within sight of each other, all of us, the fine soil churning around us, the wind nearly impossible to stand in. Then it turned unbearable, biblical, a plague of gritty earth and ground bone pelting us. My lips, cracked and dry, bled, the open wounds caked with parched earth and remnants of people who'd long ago turned to dust. Elaine! Burke screamed into the maelstrom, but it was no use. Elaine might be ten feet from us and she wouldn't hear his call. Wouldn't see the staggered, hunched line of us as we trudged forward into the storm. A few feet ahead I saw Neil turn back as he walked. In one hand was a compass, the device clutched tight and high, his face bent over it. He looked to me through scratched and scoured goggles and, with his free hand, stabbed a gloved finger at the sandy air in front of us. Up there! I could barely hear my friend, but I nodded. He turned forward again and plowed into the battering gusts. Burke shuffled along just behind and to my right. Every step was pain, every inch was hurt. It would have been easier to give up. None of us had expected this, that we'd be on the verge of failure, of death just a week after leaving Eagle One.